The Milwaukee Brewers are making moves. That's right, a free agent. Their first big league free agent. Who do they sign and where does he fit in the current roster for 2023? Plus, it is not Monday. It is Thursday, a Thursday edition of Mailbag Monday. Let's get it. Stay tuned in. You are Locked On Brewers. You are Locked On Brewers, your daily Milwaukee Brewers podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, Brewers fans, welcome back into the Locked On Brewers podcast. Thank you for always making Locked On Brewers your first listen each and every day. Do not forget, we are free and available on all podcast platforms, Apple, Google, Spotify, of course, there are so many others. You can also follow the show on Twitter at Locked On Brewers. You can find us on Facebook now at Locked On Brewers Podcast. Get all of our content on your daily news feed over there. And do not forget, we are over on YouTube. That's right. We are less than 100 subscribers away from that glorious 1,000 mark. If you are over on YouTube, make sure you hit that subscribe button. Give us a thumbs up. If you are not over there on YouTube, go ahead and search at Locked On Brewers. Find us over there. Hit that subscribe button. Enjoy all of our content. I am your host. As you should know by now, we are going on almost a month here. My name is Brandon Snyder. Like you, a fan with a mic in my face, I am a lifelong and diehard Milwaukee Brewers fan. I'm actually recording this podcast from my home just minutes away from American Family Field. You know it. I know it. We all know it as home to our Milwaukee Brewers. You can find me on Twitter at Brandon underscore Snyder. I cannot tell you every time I start a show how much I appreciate your time and your patience and your energy regarding our Milwaukee Brewers. As always, Locked On Brewers is part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And the Milwaukee Brewers, as I mentioned at the top, are bringing back a couple of old friends. Let's start with number one of the old friends, the six-foot-three lefty reliever out of the pen, Alex Claudio, who last pitched for the Milwaukee Brewers in 2020. He also pitched for the Brewers in 2019. He is back with the Milwaukee Brewers on a minor league deal that includes an invite to major league camp, not going to completely restructure or reshape what the bullpen is going to be. But I do think it is a low risk, high reward for Alex Claudio. It is a cheap deal, relatively cheap, and it's going to be able to provide Craig council and Matt Arnold with some flexibility and a left-hander who they don't have many of. And I think it's a decent signing. I, I don't mind that one, one bit, but we can't stop there. That's not all. The Milwaukee Brewers have also uh, signed starting pitcher Wade Miley, who last pitched with the Chicago Cubs last year. He signs a one-year $4.5 million deal. He did have some injury concerns a year ago in Chicago, the shoulder and the oblique, but he definitely gives you some options on the starting pitching front. That's without question, in my opinion. It's the first big league signing for the Milwaukee Brewers. And of course, in completely Brewers fashion, it is a former Brewer. I think that's on par there. Wiley, Miley did have a decent last two seasons. And again, I did say he was had some shoulder injuries last year, but he did post a 3.3 ERA over the past two seasons. And I will completely speculate here. I do not think that this is going to be set in stone. I do not think that this is something that the organization is obviously going to come out and tell us. This is just me completely going on my own opinion and speculating, but I think this move, although it does give you some relief on the back end of your starting rotation, does it have any effect on when we do see Robert Gasser? We'll talk about that a little bit later. It could, 
But I do think that it adds Adrian Hauser, at the very least, to the bullpen. And where he fits in the bullpen, I guess, time will tell. I also think it adds Ethan Small to the bullpen. Maybe Jason Alexander. Now, look, with the signing of Wade Miley, there's going to be a corresponding move here for the Milwaukee Brewers, a move that has not been announced yet. I would anticipate once Wade Miley does pass his physical, we will get word on exactly what that corresponding move is. Don't be surprised if it's Jason Alexander. Again, just speculating, but I think that's a move that would make a lot of sense, especially if you're penning Wade Miley, if healthy, given he passes his physical uh, to the back end of your bullpen. Claudio, as we mentioned before, comes in with a 3.6 ERA over the course of 355 games. Again, career 3.6, also a career 1.297 whip. Again, that's walks and hits per inning, 1.297. And again, I've told you guys this before. That's And we're talking about pitchers. We're talking about analytics. We're talking about numbers. Whip and ERA are probably my two favorite. ERA, I think you guys all understand what ERA is. Whip, it takes some time to get used to. It's the walks and hits per inning so 1.297 whip over the career for alex claudio if you look at his projection for 2023 on baseball reference he is projected to have a somewhat decent year if you look at the course of the career of alex claudio according to baseballreference.com he is slated to pitch a total of 30 innings for the milwaukee brewers with a 4.2 era and a 1.3 whip so basically career averages for Alex Claudio. The Milwaukee Brewers also made another move. Okay, so we did one, Wade Miley. We did two. That was Alex Claudio, two former Brewers, now current Brewers. But they also made a move within the division, trading for former Pittsburgh Pirate Bryce Wilson. The Brewers did give cash consideration for Bryce Wilson. Wilson, who is a former fourth-round pick out of Orange High School, a big dude, 6'2", 250. I mean, he's, he's a solid dude, throws right-handed, Mostly a starting pitching, at least over the course of two years. The past two years has a 5.5 ERA over the span of 232 innings. Now I'm going to read a quote, quote here from ba- uh, President of Baseball Operations, Matt Arnold. And this is a quote regarding the Bryce Wilson trade. And he says, quote, we are happy to acquire Bryce. He is a former top prospect with good pedigree and has the opportunity to compete for a spot on our opening day roster. He is still young with major league experience as both a starter and reliever. And we believe he can be a solid depth addition to our pitching unit. Kind of a common phrase here. Let's say it again, solid depth addition. And I think that's what Alex Claudio is as well. So we cannot say the Milwaukee Brewers aren't making moves. It has sure been a busy offseason, And these moves again, won't make or break a, a season, but they aren't bad moves either. I think when you add Alex Claudio, Bryce Wilson, their depth pieces, Wade Miley can be viewed as a depth piece, maybe an insurance piece, given his health into 2023. You needed a lefty in the pen. And I think adding whatever you can to it, I would go a different route outside of Alex Claudio, a minor league deal with a major league invite. It's not the end of the world. It it adds depth, I suppose. And Wilson can kind of sort of be that multiple inning reliever if need be. He did in 2020. I think if you remember when he was, it was against the Dodgers. Was it the NLCS in 2020? That year's kind of cloudy, but I think it was 2020 when he was with Atlanta and he went against Clayton Kershaw and actually went, I believe it was four or five innings against Clayton Kershaw, kind of head to head over there in the playoffs and only gave up one run. So again, just adds depth to 
what we already know as a very flexible manager in Craig Council. And he know he loves having his flexibility when it comes to pitching, when it comes to fielding, when it comes to literally anything. I think we can all agree that Craig Council loves his flexibility. With that being said, the Brewers have brought in two, I guess, newish faces. We talked about it, Wade Miley. We talked about Alex Claudio. They bring in Bryce Wilson. Can they bring in any more else? What else can they Milwaukee Brewers do? Well, you guys asked, and I'm going to answer. So coming up next, it is Mailbag Thursday. But first, I know we are about to dive into the mailbag portion of the show. You guys ask all the fun questions. I have to go through all the answers, have a ton of fun doing it. But since you all asked so many great questions, I have a question for you. All right. Have you guys checked out betonline.net yet? If you haven't, time is ticking. It is your number one source for sports betting info, news, and analysis. Get the latest odds and trends for every professional and amateur league out there from pro football to college bowl season. National championship is coming up. NBA season's here. College basketball is here. They've got it all at betonline.net. And if you love sports podcasts, again, you guys know the rule. Got to love this podcast first. You can find those on betonline.net as well. They're always the fastest and easiest way to get your betting info. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more. Bet online where the game starts. Thank you for making Locked On Brewers your first listen of the day. For your next listen, check out the Locked On MLB prospects host Lindsay Lindsay Crosby is a prospect encyclopedia and he's going deep on the MLB stars of tomorrow. It is free and available wherever you get your podcast. You asked and I'll do my best to answer. Usually it's on a Monday. This week has been kind of weird. I'm not going to lie to you. The Packers played late into Sunday evening and my day was kind of out of whack. So we just went ahead and kind of threw the whole weekend to whack, but now we're going to do it on a Thursday. So it's mailbag Thursday edition, shall we? I guess so. So here we go. And the first question goes out to, he's an actual YouTube subscriber who, again, you can find the show on YouTube at Lockdown Brewers. He asked this question a few weeks ago. I haven't had the time to get to it. I kept forgetting it was there. I found it again. So I'm going to go ahead and answer it. He goes, what is your favorite piece of memorabilia? Watching you on YouTube, I can see you have a lot of stuff. Great, great question. And again, if you are on YouTube, if you're not on YouTube, you can jump over and check out. There is some stuff that you can see in the background of the shot here where I'm recording this podcast. I'm probably going to go ahead and, and give you an easy answer. And most of you that are watching on YouTube can see it. It is the signed Giannis jersey that is on the wall behind me. I just started getting into sports memorabilia. It was about, it was about two years ago, maybe a little over two years ago. So I, I, I'm fairly new into collecting memorabilia i have a ton of bobbleheads a lot of posters a lot of autographs one of my other favorites i guess is probably a bart star photo that i have i have a pennant from the green bay packers from 1967 which i thought was really cool i like the older packer stuff i like the older brewer stuff and i don't have a whole lot of older buck stuff i have the newer buck stuff with Giannis and drew holiday and brooke lopez stuff like that but yeah i think i'll go with the Giannis autograph jersey that was that was a fun question and these aren't necessarily have to be always brewer questions i like to to mix it up so good question though next up we have my good buddy mvp nacho on twitter who asks do you think keston keston here can regain his 2019 form well to answer bluntly no mvp nacho i just do not see it 
I think if you look at the 2019 Keston, who hit 303, a 938 OPS, had 23 doubles, 19 home runs, while literally over just the course of 84 games, I'm not sure that we see him replicate those numbers anytime soon. For whatever reason, he just hasn't been the same hitter. And I think the thing that really sticks out with Kesson here is he struggles versus left-handed pitchers. And, and, and it's out there, right? The scouting report is out there. They are hammering the zone in which he struggles at. And, and that's going to equal a struggling position that Craig Council is going to be put in. If he can't hit lefties, if he's a liability in the field, where do you put him? And I don't think you're going to see a whole lot of at-bats out of Kesson Hira. Now, Fangraphs has him projected to split time, at least sometime at first base with Rowdy Telez, but with the addition of Owen Wilson, having the flexibility in the infield that you have with Abraham Toro, Mike Brasso, I think Kesson here is a trade candidate in my opinion, but I do not think that we'll see the 2019 Kesson Hira that we once did see. And that's unfortunate because I is I am a huge fan and supporter of Kesson Hira, but I'm just calling it like it is. Just It just kind of sucks. Next up, we have Carol, who is over on Facebook. Again, if you guys are on Facebook, you can hit the like, hit the follow, get all of our stuff over there on Facebook. She asks, how many games do you attend per year at American Family Field? Hmm. Well, I usually like to go to opening day, which is kind of hard for me. Work sometimes dicta- dictates that. And I do work for 620 WTMJ. I do work over there. Uh, as a producer for WTMJ. So I'm kind of in work during opening day. So that's always kind of tough. Maybe working for WTMJ voice of the Milwaukee Brewers, I could, I could get some uh, extra perks and, and go over there, but I'm, I'm pretty sure I'll be working. But usually I would say on average, anywhere between 15 to 20 games per season. The COVID year threw things off, obviously. Last year, I think I was not there a whole lot last year. Last year was really busy. I got married last year. There was a lot of things going on. I bought my first Harley Davidson last year. So if you're a bike rider or you know of bike riders, that's where a lot of my free time went. Last year, I think this year will be a little bit different. I like to get out to 15, 20, 25 games. I don't have season tickets. I don't have the 10-pack or the 20-pack or anything like that. I just usually go uh, where I see fit, where a game would be fun. But I do remember the first game. I was actually, speaking of going to games, it's a fun memory here. I was at... The first game where American Family Field, I think it was Major League Baseball. It might have been American Family Field only. I don't remember the rules at the time. But it was when they allowed 50% capacity. And that at the time, remember, they started off at, I think it was 25 or maybe 10, something small. And then they went to 50. And that was like big news. And it sure was at the time. And I was a part of it. We were in the game. I think it was a Saturday night game. I took my son, took my nephew, and it was it was a blast. And it was, it was great to just be back. I like taking my kids throughout the summer. Obviously, tailgate is fun, you know, whatever you can do in the summer uh, to get out of the house and, and have some fun is is always fun. And it usually ends up being at American Family Field. So good, good question. You guys do such an incredible job each and every week with these quick questions. And I, I mean, seriously, like these questions through the course of the last month. And I like to do this weekly just because it gives me and you a little bit of an an area to connect. It gives the show a little bit of a break based on me sitting in front of a computer screen, telling you who the, what the brewers should do, what the brewers should not do, what numbers are, what these numbers aren't. And it gives it a little, the show a little bit of personality. So I like to, 
I like to break it up a little bit and, and you guys have been phenomenal with these, with these questions. And we do have time for a few more. There's a few of you who are talking about a breakout story who signs an extension and more coming right up. Let's get right back into your questions. Thank you again for asking. You guys do such a great job each and every week with these. You all asked, and I always do my best to answer them. Next up, we have Zach, who is over on Twitter. He asks, who do you see as a breakout or a re-breakout player for the Milwaukee Brewers this season? He pencils in as Yelich to be that guy. If you paid attention to, I believe it was the last episode, with the bold predictions for 2023. I agree there with you, Zach. I do think Yelich has a better season, but that is a great, great question. I mentioned this uh, in a couple shows, I want to say last two weeks, and it kind of gave the answer. And my answer to this particular question is Jesse Winker. Now I know he has to be healthy and he obviously has to stay healthy. And talking to people within that organization, talking to guys that covered that team the past two years, they think Jesse Winker is healthy. And if he is, and if he's able to remain healthy throughout the course of 2023, look out because his splits at American family field are absolutely insane. I'm going to pull them up right now. If my computer will allow me his splits at American family field, 344, 440, 491 with a 1.032 OPS over only the course of 32 games. But that's remarkable. 344 batting average, 440 on base. I will take that. A 491 uh, uh, slugging percentage, I'll take that. Again, with his numbers at American Family Field, they stick out to you. But I think the other thing that sticks out to me is against American, against National League Central teams, his career consists of a 307 batting average, 404 on base percentage with 40 home runs and over 100 RBIs against National League Central teams. That will play regardless of, you know, who else is thriving in 2023. I think allowing Jesse Winker 81 games, and I know he won't play all 81, but allowing him, you know, more than 32 games at American Family Field and hopefully health will allow that. I think he's on pace to have a great, great season. So good question. Let's see here. How about Rick, who is on Rich? I'm sorry, Rich, who's over on Twitter. He asks, which minor leaguers do you think will the Brewers need to be contribute for 2023? Ah, the offseason of minor leaguers. I love this question because whatever it is, we have to talk about it because it's a real thing here in Milwaukee. The youth movement is real. It seems to have a few that need to be contributors, at least for the Milwaukee Brewers to have success for 2023. I think, I think most of us can agree with that. I think we need Bryce terrain to hold down the fort at second base and need to have him show you what he did at triple a Nashville, have that be a little bit replicated here in Milwaukee. It sure would be helpful. You need Garrett Mitchell to kind of, you know, emulate what he did a year ago up here in Milwaukee, spent a couple months here in Milwaukee, Last season, you want to see, you know, especially having him on the base path, that speed is undeniable. His defense is incredible. Clutch timing hits last year. You hope that he can have at least replicate a little bit of that going into this season. I think you're going to need that, especially if you figure something out with a Tyrone Taylor trade, maybe. Also kind of relates back to our just previous question. If Winker is not able to play 
consistently. If it's he turns out to be an injury concern, you need that out, outfield rotation. You need that bat. You know, you need that bench. You need that bat. You need that speed. I think Mitchell is vital. You would imagine Weimer, Joey Weimer is going to get his shot uh, in the outfield as well, but I'm going to go a different route. I know the brewer signing Wade Miley might throw a wrench in this a little bit. It's possible. And you got to hope that Wade Miley is, is healthy throughout the course of 2023. But I think Robert Gasser is a guy that isn't getting talked enough about amongst the Brewer nation, Brewer world. He's a guy that I think is going to surprise is probably the wrong word, but I think he's going to be a guy that plays a role at some point in the starting rotation. Now what that role is, is it going to be what we've seen with Ethan small long innings, reliever, middle reliever, maybe they're going to give him a shot to start probably at some point you would imagine somebody's going to go on the DL. Something's going to happen. Unfortunately, that's just, you know, the reality of, of baseball. And I think you're going to see Robert Gasser up here at some point during 2023. I've talked to numerous folks that are that cover the organization that are within the organization. According to them, it wasn't Ruiz. It wasn't Lamette, obviously, who they DFA'd in that trade for Josh Hader, but it was Josh Gasser who was their quote unquote prize in the, in the trade that acquired uh, that, that went down last, last August. So he's a guy that I think is going to be the one contributor that sticks out. And we all know what Mitchell's going to bring. We all know terrain's going to get his shot. We all know Weimer's going to get his shot. Churio's probably not going to get his shot at some, you know, maybe later part of the season. I said by June, people disagreed with me and that's completely fine. September I saw but I don't think he's going to make an impact on 2023. I think Gasser's a guy that can come in and if need be, be a back-end starter for you, a uh, long inning reliever and kind of fill in where he needs to fit in. And, and kind of like what we've seen with Corbin Burns when he first started coming up in, in 2018, I'm not saying he's Corbin Burns, but just giving you a little bit of a insight to where he could, he could fit in just kind of wherever you need him. That's a good question though. Let's see here. We got time for, let's go with one more. This is a good one. Who is your most hated? This is from Stacy. Who is your most hated team in Major League Baseball? Hmm. That is an excellent question. And if you follow me on Twitter at Brandon underscore Snide, my answer is not going to surprise you. And it will never, for as long as God allows me to live on this earth, it will never, ever, ever, ever change. It is always going to be the team from Chicago. And not the White Sox, not right now at least. It is the Chicago Cubs when it comes to Major League Baseball and really any sport. If you three major sports, uh, baseball, basketball, and football, it's all Chicago Bears, Cubs, Bulls. Don't like any of them. Don't like the city of Chicago. Don't like driving in the city of Chicago. Don't like spending money in the city of Chicago. Don't like parking in the city of Chicago. Don't like driving. None of it. I don't like the city of Chicago, period. So, I don't like the Cubs. I think, and it's going to add a little weird dynamic. Wilson Contreras amplified that over the course of what, two seasons or so where he was leaning into pitches, staring down the, the Brewers dugout, chirping while he rounded the bases. He was really, really good. Does that change when he goes to St. Louis? Probably not. His brother is now in Milwaukee though. So that's the dynamic that I'm talking about. That is a little 
strange and we'll have to see exactly how that works out. But that is by far and away my most hated team. Is that too harsh? Probably not. Could be harsher. Probably should be harsher. Great, great questions though, everyone. Thank you guys always for making this so much fun each and every week. Again, thank you guys for making this podcast part of your daily routine. You can find the Lockdown Brewers podcast everywhere you get your podcasts. We are on Twitter. We are on Facebook. We are over there on YouTube at Lockdown Brewers. You can find myself on Twitter at Brandon underscore Snine. Thank you for making Lockdown Brewers your first listen. For your next listen, check out the Locked On MLB Prospects. Host Lindsey Crosby is a prospect encyclopedia, and he's going deep on the MLB stars of tomorrow. We were just talking about prospects. Go check out that po- uh, podcast. He dives in to what the Milwaukee Brewers have cooking over here. It is free and available wherever you get your podcasts. Coming up on the next episode, it is our first edition, our very first edition. No promises on how it's going to go, but we're going to make it happen of the Fan Feature Friday. I'll be joined by two other Milwaukee Brewers fans. We're going to talk about their fandom, what they think of the offseason, what they think of 2023 projections, and maybe just chat about life in general. Who knows? Until next time, stay safe, everyone. Stay warm out there. If you're in Wisconsin, it's cold. Snow is coming. And as always, go Brewers.